What is up guys, it is Quinn here back with another fantasy football video. And today I'm gonna to be doing a player versus player breakdown. So this is where I take two players at the same position who are being drafted in a very similar range. I talk about their fantasy finishes over the last two seasons, kind of break those down. Then I kind of do some you know light projections on where I think they're gonna finish in the 2022 season. And then I talk about what player I would prefer you know, at this specific ADP. But really there's not like, clear right answers here. Obviously, I'm going to have an opinion, but these players are being drafted close together for a reason. So I'll kind of give the reasons why I think they're going here. And then I want to know what you guys think down in the comment section. So the two players I'm going to be talking about today is going to be DeAndre Swift and Aaron Jones. So after I go through the breakdown, let me know who you guys are going to be drafting in the comment section, and I'll make sure to respond back to every single person. But let's just jump right into their current ADP. So right now, DeAndre Swift is going off the board as the RB8, Aaron Jones right after him as the RB9, and I'm using a underdog fantasy football to get that ADP. And then both of these players are being picked in the mid-second round. So they're going to be going very close together in a lot of fantasy drafts. And if you're picking at like 6, 7, 8, when you get that turn in the second round, you could totally be on the clock choosing between one of these players. So let's jump into their 2020 seasons. Starting off with DeAndre Swift, this was his rookie year. He finished as the RB18 in points per game. He really did not operate as a workhorse or really anything close to it. He was a dual threat back in 13 games, rushed for 521 yards, caught 46 passes for 357 receiving yards, and then got into the end zone 10 times. He averaged 8.8 .8 rush attempts per game, 4.4 targets per game. So that target number is solid. Those rush attempts... It's honestly pretty impressive. He finished as the RB18, averaging under 10 carries per game. But what we did see is his usage really started to increase towards the end of the season. It was basically a full-on committee early on. Then he started to earn more and more touches. For Aaron Jones, he had a really solid season, was the RB5 in points per game. In 14 games, he rushed for 1,104 yards, caught 47 passes for 355 receiving yards, and then scored 11 total touchdowns. He had a more solid workload, 14.4 carries per game, four and a half targets per game. And this was just an overall very well-rounded season. He didn't have like an insane production in one specific area, but he just went out there and checked basically every single box. And also he proved that he can be a high-end RB1 without having insane touchdown numbers. Because if you remember, I believe he finished as the RB4 in 2019, but he scored an absurd amount of touchdowns. He was able to still finish very highly, but you know, only scoring, what was it, 11 touchdowns in 14 games on the Packers offense? Like that is not a crazy number. So he had a very, very solid year. Now moving over to the 2021 season, we saw DeAndre Swift take a solid jump here. He finished as the RB10 in points per game, appeared in 13 games, rushed for 617 yards, caught 62 passes for 452 receiving yards, and then scored seven total touchdowns. So over the full 13-game season, he averaged 16.1 points per game, but I kind of feel like that number is a little bit misleading because if you look at his season, DeAndre Swift left in the second quarter of the Thanksgiving game with a shoulder injury, then he missed a few games after that, and then he returned late in the season for week 17 and week 18, but he was clearly limited, like his workload was nowhere near where it was you know, early in the season. And so it kind of seems like he was ready to play, but the Lions weren't playing for anything. They had nothing on the line. So why are they going to go out and risk him getting hurt? 
So that kind of tanked, not tanked, because obviously he still was a very solid fantasy you know, performer, but it definitely dropped off his stats because through week 11, before that injury, he was averaging 18 and a half fantasy points per game. That would have been the RB4 in points per game on the season. So he was having, I think, a much better year than people kind of even realize just because his stats are a little bit tainted you know, with those last few games. He also had the second highest target share of any running back. So kind of another impressive stat there. For Aaron Jones, he finished as the RB13 in points per game. 15 games, he rushed for 799 yards, caught 52 passes for 391 yards, and then scored 10 total touchdowns. Aaron Jones' receiving volume was pretty similar to the 2020 season. His targets fell from 4.5 targets per game to 4.3, so not a huge difference there. The main difference came in his carries. He went from 14.4 carries in 2020 to 11.4 in 2021, so he lost three carries per game, which is pretty significant, and a lot of that was due to A.J. Dillon's usage. Dillon came out. He had a much bigger role than we saw Jamal Williams have in years past, and A.J. Dillon averaged 11 carries per game. And down the stretch, this Packers backfield really kind of turned into a 1A, 1B type of committee, where in years past, Aaron Jones was kind of the clear guy even if the number two was getting touches. So now I want to talk about my 2022 outlook for these players. For DeAndre Swift, I'm honestly expecting him to produce similarly to how he did in the 2021 season, obviously pre that shoulder injury. I think we may see a slight decrease in his target share because they have new weapons coming in. I mean, remember early in the season, Amon Ra hadn't broken out yet. So you were really looking at like DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson, there was not really a ton else there for, you know, for Jared Goff to throw to. So now you have new weapons, Jameson Williams, bring in DJ Chark, talked about now Amon Ross, kind of a breakout player. But I mean, DeAndre Swift is still a very, very talented pass catcher. And so he's still going to have a really solid role. I just don't know if his target share is going to be quite as high. I wouldn't be super surprised if he saw a slight uptick in rushing volume. If we are able to see an increase in his rush attempts per game, when you factor in his receiving ability, I do think, you know, DeAndre Swift has legit top three running back upside this season. You look at the Lions offensive line, it's a solid unit. DeAndre Swift really is kind of game script proof. So if they go down early, they're passing the ball a ton. He is a fantastic receiver. He can produce there. If they're somehow up early, which I don't think is going to happen a ton, he obviously is a running back. So you can kind of grind out those games with him. Really, the only thing that has held DeAndre Swift back so far in the NFL and for fantasy football is just his ability to stay on the field. In his rookie season, he suffered a concussion, and that was kind of right when he was taking over as the clear RB1. That set him back a little bit. Then this past season, I already mentioned it. He had the shoulder issue, and that was, you know, while he was putting together a high-end RB1 season. So I think, you know, very highly of DeAndre Swift heading into this year. For Aaron Jones, I feel like the days may be gone of him rushing the ball 14 plus times like we saw in 2019 and 2020, not because his talent is lacking, but more just because I think A.J. Dillon has emerged. He's going to be a key contributor in this offense. On the other side, though, I think Aaron Jones could actually see a jump in his receiving work. It's not like he wasn't super involved in the receiving game the last few years, but you're looking at this Packers wide receiver room. It is very weak. I know they've brought in some people. You have Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard is still there. I believe Randall Cobb is still there. They draft Christian Watson. I'm not really overly excited about any of those guys. And I think you can make a strong case that right now today, 
Aaron Jones is Aaron Rodgers' most trusted pass catcher. So with that all being said, it's kind of tough to project his fantasy finish just because a lot of it is going to come down to whether or not he does have that new role and is more involved in the receiving game. You know, if they kind of just run back the same role he had last year, then you're probably looking at like a back-end RB1, high-end RB2. But if all of a sudden he becomes a guy who's being targeted like six times a game, then you're looking at some serious fantasy football upside. Right now, I'd say like his realistic kind of finish range probably goes from like a mid-tier RB1 to like a high-end RB2. So I feel like that's a pretty solid range to have here if you're drafting them, you know, in the mid-second round. And so now, would I rather have DeAndre Swift or Aaron Jones? For me, I'm going to be favoring DeAndre Swift at this ADP. And it's not because I'm, you know, fading Aaron Jones. It's not like I dislike him at this price. I actually feel like they're both kind of solid buys here. I'm just more confident that DeAndre Swift can turn in a high-end RB1 season this year because we saw it last year. He can average, you know, over 18 points per game when he is healthy. And I think a lot of times we kind of do this in fantasy football where we punish players for playing through injuries. So a player may be banged up. They could potentially sit out, but they kind of tough it through. They play, they're limited, they're not as good, their workload isn't there, and so their fantasy production struggles. But if they just miss the game, we kind of just like forget about it. Obviously, availability is important, but running backs, you know, are going to get injured. This happens. So like, is it really that big of a deal? Like, why is DeAndre Swift being docked for those poor performances late in the season when he's playing through injury? We're kind of seeing the same thing with Ezekiel Elliott, which I think kind of makes him a buy. I believe he messed up his knee like week four, week five. You look at his first four or five weeks of the season, he was putting together really impressive numbers. He toughs kind of through an injury, whereas if he just sat out the whole season, he probably would be regarded as like a second round fantasy pick. Now he's going round four. So just something to think about there. I do like DeAndre Swift at this price, but let me know what you guys think down below in the comment section. If you enjoyed this video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. As always, thank you for stopping by and I'll see you guys in the next one.